The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. We're taught from an early age to be kind to others and to give of ourselves. As adults, we look to make our communities better and help others wherever possible. One person who has done all that and more is here to share his remarkable tale of selflessness, having donated a kidney to another man. We're pleased to have with us Qualicum Beach Councillor Scott Harrison. Scott, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me on the program. Can you detail how you first got the idea from the PQB News about the potential of being a donor for Qualicum First Nation Chief Michael Rakalma? What was your thought process and when did you reach out to him? And maybe without sharing any private conversations, what was his reaction? Um, So it did begin, as you said, with the PQB News story. I remember the story that was published in November, I believe, roughly two years ago, that he was not having any luck within his own family, finding someone to be a donor. And the story also mentioned his blood type as one of the impediments. And then I checked my donor card and I had the same blood type. And I thought about it for about a week. You know, do you want to do this or not? Michael Rakama does amazing things for the community. He's a wonderful man and uh, felt like it was the right thing to do. So I went through the process and turns out it was a match and it worked. Obviously, this is a massive life decision. Who else did you consult about your choice? I talked to my family. I talked to a few other people that I knew, community as well. Uh, I did reach out to Michael once I'd basically made the decision in my head. A lot of positive feedback. My mother was perhaps a little bit concerned, but uh, that's that's mom's for you. I did get a lot of support. It's it's the right thing to do. I think given some of the history we have, being in the position I'm in now, making that decision for me is a way of actually trying to live your principles. You said the central challenges we face all require far more than what simple solutions can offer. And if we really want to solve them, we're going to need to make sacrifices. This is obviously above and beyond what many folks would do. So beyond the obvious health benefits to Chief Rakalma, what do you hope comes from this move? For me, primarily, it's obviously, you know, Michael's health is first and foremost. But also, too, I think it's one of the things in our communities where I hope we take a moment and reflect on what we can do individually. Uh, Not just this is nice for me to do, but what can individuals do themselves, whatever the cause they support or what they believe in. And then whether it's your time or whether it's a financial contribution, we all live busy lives. It's a very difficult time these days, but everything you can do to help out the causes you support and do something that creates a positive contribution to your community. The scope of the challenges we're facing is truly massive right now. And so that's why it requires, I think, everyone to sort of step up in their own way. And cumulatively, we can make a really big change as opposed to um, standing on the sidelines and hoping for the best and watching things get a little bit worse. How much thought did you have to personally put into this? I kind of made the decision after about 10 days. And then it was sort of, this is the decision. And once you've sort of told a bunch of people, I'm going to do this, it's hard to back out. I just felt that this is the right thing to do. I mean, uh, publicly, and I suppose this is public too, I'd always say that this is a decision I'm firm on. You have the occasional moment where you're a little bit concerned. Um, There are implications for your health. Like this is going to shorten my lifespan a little bit, just a little, but it does actually 
take away your life expectancy a little bit. At the end of the day, you know, the benefits for Michael, he's had health issues that have cleared up immediately after the donation, just instantly. I knew it was the right thing to do. In the back of your head, you have a few concerns, but just carry on. What was the process like once you reached the decision in terms of medical testing? Well, that was sort of ironic because I found out, one, that the match wouldn't have to be what's called a paired donation, where I donate to someone else, maybe in Saskatchewan, and then they donate to someone in Alberta, and then it comes back to Michael. So that was nice in a way. It makes it much smoother in terms of the process. And also to finding out a little bit about a family history where there's that connection to the history of colonizing the island. I was very glad I was doing that because otherwise it's a bit of a heavy piece of information to learn about. It just for me was more of a relief because some of the tests were things like blood pressure and local politics isn't great for blood pressure. Just knowing that it'd be able to go forward, he'd be in a better position coming out and you don't have that lingering concern of having to avoid anything that would have a negative impact on your health, especially in the middle of a once in a century pandemic. Were there specific protocols that you had to follow ahead of the surgery? Yeah, I had to, as much as possible, isolate for two weeks. Uh, (laughs) Something where I sort of stocked up on a lot of food, which maybe wasn't the healthiest in hindsight. There's certain things afterwards, like you're not supposed to lift any weight. So once or twice I've tried to get too many groceries and that's been something which has been a bit of an issue. But all in all, it's actually relatively minor. The protocols had more to do with the pandemic really than the surgery. Were you nervous at any point? In the back of your head, you're a bit nervous, but I think... The importance of following through with this is much larger than the fear of things going awry. They have an excellent team. At this point in time, the surgery is pretty routine. You know you're in good hands. You know it's something you have to do at the end of the day. Uh, It's something you believe in, so you do it. Occasionally, you'd have a little bit of concern, but that's only natural. There are moments, but uh, you, you get through that pretty quickly. The surgery is done on February 28th. What was that day like for you? It was very early in the morning where you wake up and you go to the hospital. You're anesthetized through the procedure, obviously. Basically, it's sort of a blur almost. You wake up afterwards, you're on all kinds of painkillers because <laughs> uh, the first 48 hours is sort of where the, the major incision sort of sets. So they don't want you moving around. They don't want you doing a lot. The feeling afterwards is, you know, it's obviously it's a major surgery. So it's a bit of discomfort. It's something where for me, again, at that point, it was just more of a relief that all these months of trying to get tests done and being poked and prodded are finally over and you're able to just move forward with things. How soon after the surgery were you in contact with Michael? Oh, uh, he was in the room next door. We were talking a, a few days later. First few days after surgery, I wasn't really mobile that much. <laughs> Not long afterwards, we'd say hello. We were in touch also before the surgery a great deal as well. Have you talked to him recently? The last time I talked to him was actually for the CBC interview. He's got a couple months in Vancouver. Obviously, having to attach the veins to a new kidney, it's a little bit more delicate than simply removing something. So it just takes a little bit more time. But we do have a sort of semi-official get-together planned once uh, everyone's back and it's the summertime. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com. You made a remarkably quick recovery in terms of the pain. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then maybe you had a tiny step back after returning to work as a counselor? It's going to sound a bit cheesy, but looking at what's happening in Ukraine, 
I'm stuck to my computer a lot these days. So I read a lot about what's happening in the world. And this is probably the largest geopolitical event in the 21st century. So looking at what's happening there and then saying, I feel some mild discomfort, so I'm not going to show up for work. It's hard to sort of look yourself in the eye and say, oh, that's, that's not good enough. There was one meeting I sort of missed because I pushed myself a little bit too hard the night before. I just think that the team did such a good job in terms of the surgery itself that as long as I don't push myself too hard and try to pick up any sort of weight beyond 10 pounds, I'm fine. Do you need to be on any type of special diet? Not special diet because of the surgery. Special diet because maybe of trying to lose some weight would be a good idea. Not directly attributable to the kidney donation itself. And moving forward, how does having one kidney affect your life? Not particularly that much. Uh, there's certain things they recommend you don't do, so certain contact sports. So mixed martial arts, contact football, full contact, ice hockey, stuff like that, they wouldn't want you to be doing. Um, your kidney function usually turns out to be about 70% or so. So your remaining kidney does a sort of step up, but it isn't that broad a range of things that they say you shouldn't do. There are a few minor things, but really you have a pretty broad range of what you can do afterwards. So you won't be signing a UFC contract anytime soon? Yeah, well, that's no longer a backup career, unfortunately, <laughs> and the starting center of the Canucks can sleep well tonight. What message do you think something like this might send to others in the community? What I hope it does is it just reminds people of what they can do. I remember you were saying how we learn at a young age to be kind and caring, and I there was a Socratic dialogue where Plato talks about how we don't learn new things. We just remember things we always knew. Um, now, that's not how academic learning works. But I think for like principles and our beliefs, that is actually kind of true. We always know this is the right thing to do. You know, I've had several people say, this is something I, I wish I could have done. And I do think that deep down, people understand what's right, what's decent, what's good, and what's compassionate. And hopefully it just gives a few people a little bit of a nudge to find something they can do. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be the same thing but something they can do to be a, a positive influence in the community. Do you find we're more polarized as a society than we've ever been? I think it's easier to be polarized, but I think at the same time, we sometimes forget how polarized we were before. I used to read a lot of the classics, so reading how political debate worked in the Senate in ancient Rome. One time Cicero had to show up with body armor because he was afraid people were going to stab him on the way to the Senate. So I do think polarization is more apparent now because of social media, because of how political discourse has become very black and white. But at the same time, I think that's always been intrinsic to politics. The difference, though, is are we going to look to transcend that polarization and try to find a path where you take people's concerns seriously but maybe don't guide yourself by the rhetoric? Or do you lean into it? Some of the things we see in America recently as people sort of leaning into the rhetoric and not trying to rise above it. And it's not simple things, not an easy thing, but I think that's the real choice before us. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. What are some of the priorities you'd like to see Qualicum Beach Council before the end of your current term? Well, there's not much time. I think for me, it would be really setting the table for the next council, whoever that may be. So getting good factual information on all the sorts of projects we could do in the next four years as a council, whoever that may be. There's potential collaboration with some people on sort of like middle income housing, which we don't really have anymore in town. When a starter home now is getting close to $700,000 in Qualicum Beach, 
It's really hard for that sort of working families to get a start. I do worry as a region, we're not collaborating enough on creating that missing middle. So anything we can do in that sense, um, there's an RFEI which might come out in the next little while, maybe work with someone like Habitat for Humanity or some other nonprofits. That would be something if we could get moving on that, that would be great. Speaking of whoever that might be, have you made a decision on your own future? Not at this time. I remember when I was a kid, I was reading through an encyclopedia because I've always been great at parties. There was an entry for utilitarianism where it talks about doing the greatest possible good for the greatest number of people. And for me right now, when I think of the next few years, it's really prioritizing where can I do the most good? Where can I actually make the biggest impact? We're here for a very short span of time, and then we're gone. So I do want to make sure that while I'm here, if I can make a difference, try to make as much a difference as I can. What type of impact do you think this particular donation will have on yourself moving forward? I think it's just sort of a reminder that you can do something significant. You can make a big change. Forgive me, but the story of someone who finds out by accident after committing to a kidney donation to a First Nation leader that you're descended from the person who advocated for colonizing the island, it's something where an individual can make a difference. I don't get to say how much of a difference that is. That's not my place, really. But just a reminder that you can do things, so don't be afraid of trying to take on something very large. Uh, And it might be a bit scary because at the end of the day, that's how we're going to make positive changes for the better. Scott, thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals.